Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. Flong, flang, flong, flong, flang, flong, flang, flong, flong, flang, flong, flang, flong, flong, flang, flong, 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 down by the roller door, next to the construction workers listening to their radio, and near to the very loud doorbell. Mm-hmm. And um, and but also even more ideal than that. With but also with a two in the think tank's very own golden boy. Mm. Thank you, uh, <laughs> Jack Drews. Uh, that's that's how I've always viewed myself. But it's good mm. to. I want you to recognised. You're to us. You're the fifth member of the two in the think tank. <laughs> now, as I understand it, gold is, a, is not a very reactive metal. Mm. It almost doesn't react with anything at all. Mm. And that, what that tells me is that you could actually probably inject as much gold as you wanted into your bloodstream. Mm. And it wouldn't have any effect on your biology. Not negative, anyway. Not, yeah. not negative, <laughs> no, indeed. I mean, you'd feel a little heavier, but it's nice to have a bit of weight behind things. You you'd, know? you'd also have a, a extra value. And that's... I mean, and, and yeah. but what I'm saying is that even if he was pumped full mm. of liquid full gold to the brim with gold, mm. Jack Drews couldn't possibly be any more valuable to me because he Thank already. Thank you. Oh, that's so <laughs> nice. Yeah, I've always hoped someone would say exactly that about me. <laughs> well, it should put your mind at ease, I guess, that you that I will never pump you full of liquid gold because I wouldn't see the point. Yeah. Nobody else has ruled it out. No, and it's it's happened a few times now, so it's mm. good to good to know who I can trust regarding pumping me full of liquid gold. Mm. Mm. Could that be good if you were? Um, I uh, I watch a lot of fighting these days. Uh, I don't sure. know, I don't you know and Alistair this, yeah, both. I don't know if this is a good thing in my life or, or a terrible <laughs> thing. I yeah. have no idea, but I love it. And uh, but there's a period, so you have to cut weight for the fight. Mm. But then you still want to come into the fight as heavy as you can. So it's like they rehydrate and you, know, yeah. you can eat whatever you want between the weigh-in and the fight. Mm. If you feel like pumping your whole body full of liquid gold could give Maybe you... Maybe not your whole body, but edge. I think your fists. Yeah. You know, I mean, I, 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 don't, mm. I don't see there's any downside to having fists of gold. Let, let me try and think of it one. Or you, you know, you get it, get mm. it, get it, get it injected in there. I mean, maybe even cut little slits open and just pack some solid oh, yeah. gold in nice there, and sharp. Sort of behind the knuckles. You don't think that would affect your flesh on the inside as well? It might weaken it a little. Is I don't that know. what you're thinking? I don't know. I'm just worried. I'm, I'm worried. I mean, maybe if you drank just like a light solution of sort of liquid gold, mm. but diluted in sort of like ten liters of water. Sure. Yeah. <laughs> you know, like that, just so it's kind of you know maybe that's how you could get a little bit in there. Um, I think those heavy fists, you know, they do more damage. Mm, that's true. Yeah, but then yeah. you also get more tired. You're carrying you're, all that liquid oh, gold around. Because that's yeah. what, that's, do you know how tiring punching is? I almost don't. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I reckon you need to do a minute of punching just to get an right idea. Now? I mean, you can if you want to. Yeah. Okay. So the three. It's already tiring. Four. Yeah. <laughs> those, those four seconds. <laughs> Um, imagine if imagine if you won the the gold medal for boxing, and then mm. you came back for the next Olympics, mm. having melted that me- that gold medal down and put it in your fists. Yeah. What a psychological advantage <laughs> you'd have carrying the previous gold medal and, in your knuckles. And there's no rules against that, I assume. <laughs> no, I, I mean if it doesn't show up on a a drug test or something like that, I mm. don't see. I always. I don't think they test for that. I don't think they do. They X-ray you. They should. They should to check that you haven't got that adamantium skeleton. They get an old-timey prospector to give you a good... Mm. He sort of <laughs> he sift, he sifts through your blood. That's the final <laughs> blood test they do. They have 
One of those guys with a pan and a sieve and... Yeah, squats down by yeah. a river and just works his way through looking for flakes. For gold dust and then... I think, I think um, melting down and injecting the gold medal into your body in preparation for the next Olympics is a very strong uh, sketch premise. Which uh, Olympic disciplines do you think this would give you the edge in? Because it's like boxing, there you go, but then mm. you got swimming, mm. you're much less so. But, I mean, think about swimming. You want to stay in the water. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> you don't want to risk doing a butterfly stroke so well you flop up onto the yeah, land again. like a seal yeah. or something. Yeah. That's going to slow you down. It might help with your tumble turns or something. Increase, you know, if you had more yep. weight close to your core, you might, you, you, you might uh, reduce your angular momentum. Yeah, after the dive, to... you want to stay underwater for quite a while, I think. Mm, there you go, maybe hours. Yeah, <laughs> <laughs> maybe forever. Uh, I think the actual diving, uh, the, you know, the, for off the board or something like that might help. Yeah. You know, increase your mass to um, air resistance ratio. I mean, is there any other advantage other than increasing your weight um, to having gold inside you? I guess, are you more conductive of electricity? Mm. Does that but help you? And it's not just any gold. Like, it's the gold medal. You're full of gold, but you're also full of victory. Yeah. That's true. Yeah. Yeah, like, the very essence of yeah. victory. Yeah. And, but somehow you've had to let everybody know that there's, like, I guess because it strikes fear in, the, in your enemies, right? Mm, but you've yeah. had to let them know without letting sort of, I guess, the, the ruling body kind of know that you've... Yeah. Put gold inside I mean, again, you. again, it does really feel like something that a boxer would do. Yeah. You know? <laughs> like, it's one thing to unify all the, all the belts, yeah. all the title belts. But it's another thing to, to unify them by melting them down and ingesting yeah. them. Yeah, and eating all the leather. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> oh, they're unified. Yeah. They're in me right now. <laughs> and if you want them, you're going to have to beat them you're out of me. You're going to have to punch the shit, literally punch the shit out oh. of me. Reconstitute them into a somehow the uh, the original form. I think it's something. Yeah, yeah. It's I mean, down. it's been written down for ages, so I don't know why I'm going on about it. I guess we were trying to make it into a you know yeah, more of a more sketch. Of a thing. Do you think there yeah. could be a gold medal for comedy? Do you think that comedy could be at the uh, at the Olympics? I would, no... I would love more than anything some kind of objective measure at comedy mm. because then I would either be be validated mm. or know that I could quit happily. <laughs> like yeah. at the moment there's nothing. Like I feel like you don't get these sort yeah. of like in sports you can't just do it forever and go like maybe mm. this will be my year. It's yeah. like no. Nah. Yeah, you, you know when it's over, you know when you've peaked, you know when yeah. everybody's moved past you and you just mm. begin to slide. Yeah. No international rankings in comedy. Well, so it could either be a length thing Mm. You know, uh, some person who jokes the furthest. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> right? I guess a person who takes takes an idea either the furthest mm. or or travels the furthest for a joke. Yes. Yeah. Right. Um, then there's also the fastest. I guess who can do the shortest joke? Do the shortest or the fa get the fastest laugh? Mm. Um, the fastest and strongest, I assume. But then there's the ones that are kind of like the floor. You know the floor gymnastics thing, mm. where there's a certain amount. Like you just got to do a certain amount of moves within a routine. Mm. Yeah. Routine that's already working. That's, for the that's a word that we use in comedy. Yeah. yeah. So, <laughs> you know, maybe you make make use of the stage of that little yeah. mat. You could use the same mat. Mm. <laughs> just get given a wireless mic. Yep. You know, and, uh, and you could have a little ribbon coming flying off of it. What I'm excited yeah. is to see the uniform that they put you in. Yeah, <laughs> the leotard. Because there's no one, no one doing comedy in a uniform. Mm. There's no national look. Okay, we're back. We're back. Um, there's been an interval. Uh, we had to maybe even two intervals. I'm not sure. Two intervals. We had to pause the podcast on account of the men at the building site next door beginning to chainsaw some concrete. Chainsaw. Uh, yeah, it took yeah. about an hour. Mm -hmm. <laughs> it was the noisiest thing in the universe. But now we're in a different room. A different I feel like we're different people different now. Different configuration. Yes. Yeah. Certainly, our hearing is worse than it yeah. was before. <laughs> and our will to live. Yeah. Sort of yes. 
severely diminished. Diminished. Mm. But you know, maybe we'll get have it all have a nap during this podcast, yeah. and then we come back refreshed. Well, if we do another eight minutes, then another hour break. Yeah. And keep going in that. <laughs> By that I think twenty twenty six, we'll have finished the podcast, yeah. and we will have been fresh the whole time. Mm. Yeah, perfect. Do you think any other animals have like a specific will to live, or do they just sort of want to avoid death? Mm. You know. Like, like we feel like we need to have like a positive thing of like, I've uh, got to keep going mm. for reasons. I've got to have reasons to keep going. Well, there's the bee, I guess, the bee who's willing to sacrifice its life. But do you think it knows that it's sacrificing its life? I reckon the, the queen doesn't tell them. I reckon the yeah. queen probably says, trust me, you got heaps of these stingers. Yeah. <laughs> John over there, he's stung people 50 times. He's fine. Meanwhile, mm. you can't tell if, if it's the same John. You know, all the bees look alike. The queen's pulling the rug over their eyes. This is what's crazy, is that if you're a bee, there's no point where you're ever told that stinger on the back of your butt, mm. that is for yeah. that is for hurting other creatures, mm. right? Mm. Like, you, you must just get angry or in a position of like, I'm mm. about to get crushed and die in, in between this guy's, like, mm. in this guy's armpit or something. Mm. And then you just get this urge to just use your ass. Mm. Yeah. And just then push your ass right into the skin. Wedge your ass up into mm. something. Like your, your, your prong just gets real hard and erect. Mm. And then you just push it into that armpit. What? And, it, then, and then it pulls out your guts as you walk away. <laughs> <laughs> it, would, it, is, it is almost like the moment where a, where a young superboy discovers he has superpowers or something like that mm-hmm. but unfortunately they also kill him but it's the same moment of like mm. you're in this position of tension and crisis and that's when you become your, the greatest version of yourself and this ability that you've always had becomes mm-hmm. real becomes realized yeah. and then your guts you fall out die. and you die yeah. <laughs> mm. it's suicide man <laughs> the greatest superhero he can shoot you, but only yeah. by shooting through his own head. Yeah. Oh my god. <laughs> so he has a gun in his back? Maybe, or maybe like in, behind his heart? Yeah, it's pointing towards his heart. Yeah. And so he can, he can shoot anybody, mm. but the bullet has to come out of his chest via his heart. It's... <laughs> maybe we should, everyone should have this. Yeah. Everyone Everybody should, should just have a gun yeah. on their back and hopefully nobody will pull the trigger well, when you're a kid. <laughs> I mean, what a prank, yeah. though. Oh, <laughs> Going up to people, pulling their triggers. <laughs> you, you think gun back is a sketch? Gun, gun back. back. <laughs> it, I mean, what it, what it gives you is, you know, one, one murder per lifetime, I suppose. Yeah. And But it is a... Oh, by definition, a murder suicide. You're allowed mm. one murder suicide, yeah. which I guess is the same amount as everybody <laughs> yeah, else. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you only get one murder suicide. You only get one life. Yes, but you also only get one murder suicide. So make it count. You would <laughs> take out a politician or someone. You'd be so humiliated if you just missed badly. Mm. You'd like decided yeah, right. it's. I didn't want to do this, but you know it's worth it. This everything this guy's doing, I'm taking the shot, and you sort of clip mm. him on the ankle and you're like, well, that's right through my heart. But, I mean, it? I guess the thing would be that you always do it in the form of a, a hug. A hug, but then you've got to, you can yeah. only hug with one arm and then try and reach, reach your behind back. your back <laughs> with the other. Wait, you're reaching behind oh. your back. And also, because our hearts are on different sides, when you're hugging somebody, you'd be shooting yourself through your heart, but you'd only be perforating their lung. Yeah. So it's by no means a guaranteed kill shot. You've got to go for a backwards one-armed oh, hug. Yeah. Which yeah. Is, is tough to pull off. One of those surprise bear hugs. Yeah, but behind. they might have a gun on their back. Yeah. Depending if it's a society where yeah. everybody has one. <laughs> well, I think everybody has to have one. Yeah. For it to be fair. Like as in they're born just... with a gun on their back. Oh, it's grafted on early. Yeah. 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 <laughs> we like... want to be fair. This one guy has it, so we better put it on everybody else. <laughs> but like grafted on so early, like you taking the newborn back home from the hospital mm. and it's got a loaded gun on its back, I feel mm. like. Yeah. It's, it's a real bad scenario because you're not supposed to let babies sleep on their front. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> um. You're right. This could be dangerous. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> um. 
But I think that there's a, definitely a sketch idea in this world. In yeah. This, in this version of society. It's not be like a, reality. a politician pitching this as, as a, their means of gun control. Mm. Like, all right, we're not getting rid of guns, but if you want to have a gun, you can mm. graft it onto your back mm. and shoot anyone mm. through your own heart once. Mm. So and maybe then, maybe your finger actually has the key to the trigger. Like, the fi- your, your trigger is on your finger and Alice the, the, key, <laughs> yeah. the key is in there so that nobody can just throughout your life just pull the trigger on right. your back. But doesn't that mean that if you form a fist with your hand, you'll shoot yourself? No, no, because you have to put it into the gun. Oh, there's like a little magnet in there. Yeah, it was all saying it's like a key, so only your trigger mm. will fit the, the, the lock on right. the thing. Yeah. And then you pop it in and then... Oh, what if you've got like a... Uh, John McCain type scenario where your arms are quite badly injured and you can't really reach around to Well, I'm sorry that you can't murder anyone. <laughs> <laughs> then you can't kill yourself. I guess that's what the price you pay for being badly injured. Yeah. Sorry. So, I mean, I guess you could, you could cut your finger off and get somebody else to put it in mm-hmm. for you and pull the trigger. Yeah. But then that's murder, murder. It's just murder, murder. Double mm-hmm. murder. Potentially double murder, yeah. Mm. Yeah, which you're not allowed any of those. <laughs> you know, you're only allowed a mur- one murder-suicide. Yeah. Yeah, I mean, you're not allowed them, but how are they going to get you? Well, I guess they can still put you in prison if you haven't killed yourself. Yeah. Yes. Ah, it's the perfect crime. <laughs> <laughs> ah, perfect crime. You want you where you don't die? Is that well, what yeah. the perfect crime in this world is? One where you get put in prison. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Which would be, I guess, less full than in regular world? I suppose, yeah. Hmm. The trouble is if you're a mobster, you yeah. never need to carry a gun. You just need to put somebody's hand behind their back. Yeah, that's true. If you want to threaten somebody. Mm. Oh, and the sort of schoolyard, like getting your hand behind your back is like a... You know, like in a fight, sort of wrestling mm. thing that becomes that so maneuver. much more dangerous. Potent. The, yeah. Real potent. Yeah. Good incentive to not do that. Do you know what I'd do? Well, I'd cut my hand off real early, chuck it into a river. Oh, that's good. Yeah. yeah. So and it's still that's... somewhere, though. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you're right. Some, some kid's going to find that on a beach Jumanji style. Yeah. <laughs> Get the fingerprints, track you down. Yeah. And, you know, by that point, what's that, you know, that, that app now that, that, um, that app that they've got that uh, sort of like police and stuff are using where you can just put anybody's face mm. into it and it gives you... Mm. Clear sort of, view clear analytics view, yeah. or something like that. And so it gives you any... Well, by that point, they might already have the hand one, the hand version of that. Yeah. So they, they can take a photo of the hand and mm. then you can, it'll tell you, it's Andy Matthews' hand, mm. right? So then it'll, you'll, you know, you'll, your address will just be on somewhere. You know, they'll come and find you and then they'll pull the trigger on your oh, own back. No. What you got to do is you got to take your hand, cut your hand off Put it straight into a meat grinder. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> drink it. Drink it. And drink it, yeah. I'll and then safe. never let never let yourself poop it out because if that trigger mm. isn't mangled enough, yeah. right, then you're then you're in real trouble because it's gonna be in the landfill somewhere. There'll be people always going around mm-hmm. with little metal detectors mm-hmm. at, at the at the tip or at the sewer yeah. or whatever, looking exactly for this. Scenario. So great is the di- desire to murder a stranger. Yeah. They would be out there looking. Yeah. Unfortunately, one of the skills that I don't think anybody has developed yet is selective pooping. The ability mm. to choose what you do and don't let out. Yeah. It's one out, all out. There must be there must be a circus performer who can somewhere. There must. <laughs> who can decide what and what shape to poop things out. What order. Yeah. You know, so he swallows a bunch of different keys. Yeah. And yeah. then, you know, four or five days later. Mm-hmm. I don't know what the average turnaround is. Remember that guy of... who could who would show up on like Hey Hey Saturday mm. and he could like swallow things and he'd be like <laughs> like that? And you'd hit himself, you go <laughs> Like that, and you'd swallow like a pool ball. And you can regurgitate sw- certain ones on cue. Yeah, cues. on yeah. cue. Like, you know. Pool ball on cue? How perfect. <laughs> <laughs> I think you could do like a bunch of letters and then bring them up. It's, but it seems to me like it's probably just sleight of hand and it's fake in some way. Do you think? Maybe. I mean, maybe. But uh, that seems like it would be a, a much easier way to do it than somehow. Yeah, I think there was a guy who definitely did swallow things. Yeah. But then I don't know how, yeah, whether or not how much sleight of hand there was. I think because he also like swallowed a bunch of sugar and then would bring it up dry. Oh. 
Are they gold, goldfish as well? If anyone's wondering what passed for entertainment in Australia in yeah. the 90s, it was a show called Hey Hey at Saturday where we would all sit down and watch this man regurgitate things. I'm I pretty sure like, he's an American. I have a memory like, like he came to my school. Did he? I, 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 I'm, I, it's, it, I'm sure it's a manufactured memory, but I feel like I saw him yeah. at my primary school. But that can't be right. He wouldn't have. Maybe we yeah. were watching it on TV at school or I've conflated it yeah. somehow. Well, you got like lying. a real. I could just be lying to try and sound version. cool to you guys. Like he was the top dog in the swallowing weird stuff world, mm. and you got like a mm. sort of open micer level kind of yeah. like uh, just like middle Free of the run. Yeah, like he can't regurgitate everything on cue, but mm. he can, you know, eat some sugar and then he'll get sick for a while and <laughs> cough up some of it. And be like, there you go, kids. That was pretty good. <laughs> It's, I think that's sugar. It looks, it looks yeah. a bit sugary. It's something. It's sweet. Yeah. <laughs> Anyone want to check? I um, I, I sort of like the idea of a of an open mic, freak show type yeah. circuit. You know, because already on open mic comedy, you end up with some pretty strange people coming mm. out and showing off mm. whatever they what they they consider to be comedy. Yeah, and which, then... which isn't quite comedy. <laughs> yeah. So then the idea that these people are kind of like almost freaks or yeah. just sort of like, you know, they haven't quite got their freak credentials. Yeah, yeah, they haven't found their voice or whatever. I think that's a sketch. The, um, you know, because, yeah, but... <laughs> but somehow in their performance of, 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 of freak show level... Um, whatever entertainment they do, sword swallowing or whatever, they somehow manage to reveal themselves to be a real big weirdo, like a lot of people yeah. do in open mic comedy. That freak was a real weirdo. He doesn't realise w- for what reason he's really a freak. Mm. Yeah. 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 So he thinks he's like, look at the way I can turn my eyelids inside out, mm. you know, and have that weird red bit exposed. Yeah. But really it's his personality <laughs> that is... Or I feel like more the the direct like one to one comparison with open mic comedy is someone it's like the open mic comedian is someone who's sees Bill Hicks and they're like yeah man I can do that mm. that's what I'm all about I'm gonna mm. keep it and they go out and what they do is such a like a terrible odd version of that but they think mm. it's gonna be the same because they don't understand what what goes into that and the, the context mm. of that so they've seen a sword swallower and they'd be like. I can do that. And I then they've just in my rammed neck. the sword like right down their gullet without learning any of the shit you're meant to know. And then pulling it up and then instantly dying. I feel yeah. Like this. yeah, or they're just a drunk person in the audience who watches a sword swallower and then yeah, says, yeah. I could swallow a sword. Everyone in my office Ooh. says I'd be good yeah, at swallowing yeah. swords. All my mates like it when I swallow weird stuff. I, um, I, I went to a lost trades fair on the weekend. Mm-hmm. And um, uh, and it's you know it's people making shoes or bows and arrows or doing blacksmithing and that kind of stuff. Yeah. And uh, and it occurred to me that uh, a satirical take on a lost trades fair, guys, would yeah. be uh, would be sort of like you know, bloody listening in conversation or something like that. No, you so you go you go there and there's a little tent set up and there's two men with beards there wearing aprons or whatever but all they do is they just sit down and they just actually pay attention while the other person is talking that's a bloody lost art yeah. you know oh, hey? reading yeah. a bloody book for reading lots, a book reading a right. bloody book i tell you the oh, kids a paper one where you really feel it mm, feel the weight the in your smell. hands yeah oh, and rewinding a tape with a pen yeah, yeah. <laughs> bloody hell <laughs> lost <laughs> Oh, so that's why it was called The Lost Fair. I had no idea why, that, why mm. it was called it. You thought it was about the TV show Lost. Lost, yeah. And I was mm. like, oh, great. It'll be a big, super strong magnet or something. Yeah. Uh, Jack and Sawyer and, and all the, guy, the gang. Yeah, the guy with the, the... Polar bears. Yeah. Anyway, what do you reckon of my Lost Trades Fair sketch idea, Alistair? Well, I just didn't think that, like, the idea of a Lost Trades Fair was a thing that people knew about. Was it? Is this just the only place that runs it, or is this a? I think. I think, uh, I think. I think it's a. I think it's a concept that you can very quickly establish for the mm. purposes of a sketch, and uh, and then riff on. And I think it's a thing that people accept will exist mm. very easily. And yeah. uh, in fact, I insist that you write it down because <laughs> I guarantee to you that this is a sketch idea. Oh, oh. <laughs> Do you feel like your autonomy is in some way being compromised? Um, by like the very lost, direct instructions. Lost? lost trades fair, or, you know, the lost trade or the lost art 
of yeah. um, of uh, you know, writing, but sitting down to write a bloody letter. I think you know. I think the the communication. I think the problem that I had with it is that the people that you're making fun of, mm. you're kind of just saying what they say without adding anything so like mm. it felt like if you're because you're making fun of people who say that the conversation is a lost art mm. or things like that but then we're only doing it by saying that conversation is a lost art we're not kind of directing it at the people mm. we're, we're just kind of making the complaints that that they would make. That they would make. Were you making fun of them or just that. or just giving them everything they want? I think I'm giving them everything that they want. I, was I think I, I agree yeah. with them. I thought this was like a very, um, you know, like a sort of cartoon panel that you could, like your uncle mm. would share or something. Yeah, that's exactly that's we're, the we're kind gonna, of We're going to tap into <laughs> Uncle Facebook. <laughs> yeah, like, I mean, I guess it could, it could just be a sign of us aging mm. that, you know, us... Um, by us, you mean by, me. By us, I mean, you know... <laughs> Andy, um, <laughs> you know, and then in that, what we think is now comedy is mm. just complaining. Somebody's about got to make that stuff. It's Somebody's got to make those boring memes for yeah. those idiots. <laughs> See, now this Facebook. is a sketch. Is the idea of somebody who's talking about having to make the garbage comedy mm. that, that boomers like? Yeah, yeah. <laughs> you know, and you go, look. I mean, obviously, we all, th every, you know, everybody's thought that or whatever, yeah. and then you just. You dismiss it because who the fuck cares? It's mm, boring. Correct. But now it's a sketch yeah, idea. Yeah. <laughs> well, no, but this is this is the guy still. Yeah. So this is an equivalent of um, of sort of I guess. Uh, uh, well, this is this is a show called Boomer Comedy, or Comedy Boom Time. Yeah. And it's uh, it's it's a sketch show, targeted exclusively at boomers, reinforcing every single one of their insane prejudices yeah it's sort of almost right-wing comedy but not it's it's closer to a sort of a elderly libertarian or something there's, yeah. there's, there's a kind of strain of libertarianism that creeps into those sort of old people where they think that they've paid their they sort of want to be given things by society but they don't want to have to give anything back to society because they feel they've already paid their dues mm. it's sort of like a one-way or a, a socialist libertarian sort of hybrid. Mm. Yeah, like a, a good joke would be that everyone's listening to uh, it's like these left wing people and they're squawking away on the TV, mm. and then there's these people on the right and they're squawking mm. away, mm. and then there's me and I'm going body fishing instead. <laughs> and that's the kind of that's the kind of big joke that we yeah. get on this. I'm feeling really comfortable in this yeah. zone, and um, yeah. I'm happy to be here. To be honest, yeah. yeah. This is. Uh, I'll think I'll pitch it to the ABC. Somebody. Well, I mean, yeah. I think the idea of somebody who has to make that comedy is like, look, man, mm. this is where this is where the money's at right now. They're mm. the biggest audience. Mm. Um, the the biggest audience, and like the one that is dying, but also the one that is beyond the point of learning how to. Yeah. It's the biggest audience with the most disposable income and mm. we feel nothing but shame for trying to cater for them. Yes, we as, yes. as like comedians, <laughs> working comedians, it's like the most embarrassing thing you could do would be like trying to make specifically boomer comedy. But it's such a, such a, so also such a good and obvious choice. Mm. You know, like if you want to survive, if you want to be... You you just you, you want to be a parasite? We'll just attach ourselves to the the biggest, slowest moving beast out there. Yeah. We'll suck the <laughs> mm -hmm. suck the life force out of it, or you know, mm. suckle at its um, its teat. What about a Patreon model where you um, you're making the content, but the different tiers are. Uh, how much like, pandering you want? Well, I was going to say the <laughs> final tier is the podcast or whatever, or the magazine or whatever it is being included in your will. Mm. So it's sort of a, like a more a long game investment yeah, where you, bequest. yeah, you don't have to pay anything mm -hmm. in the moment, mm. but you're doing it catered towards older people, and if they like it enough, you get the will. And as your audience, uh, you start losing your audience, which is bad, but that's when you finally start getting that it's coin. Like, it's a long term. I like it. It. Um, it, the problem is it, it, it introduces the element of competition whereby there's only really one 
will, right? There's only one estate that you can inherit. Yeah. And if you can have been pandering mm -hmm. to somebody and reinforcing their boomer prejudices for 20, 30 years, yeah. but then someone else comes along in the last couple of weeks of their life and yeah. panders to them on their deathbed, they change their will. Suddenly they, you know, online, and they change it and suddenly they're yeah. getting everything. <laughs> You've done all this work. They, they find out about Cumtown on their deathbed and they're like, oh, mm. no. That's <laughs> <laughs> Go to Cumtown. Yeah. Yeah. You're one. Oh, You've been lost in the yeah. <laughs> You've been that's... laying into Greta Thunberg for yeah. so long. Mm -hmm. I mean, I wouldn't even be against starting to ask people at the end of the podcast if they'd add us to their will. Mm. And it's, yeah, it's, Just it's leave add something. to. Yeah. Mm -hmm. It doesn't have to be everything. It's a set and forget sort of thing. Just put it into the world. Don't worry about it anymore. You know, and when you die, who cares where the money goes? That's yeah. right. But if we're still alive, we'd like it to go to us. Yeah. <laughs> it would be, be such a... It odd... just helps the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> just, just like and subscribe. Pop it in the will. Just, yeah. you'd, it'd be so great. Just the, the reading of the will and the... Just the, the stressed and sad families going through, and then it's oh, like another fucking and, uh, podcast. Oh, how many podcasts was this guy <laughs> listening to? Oh, two in the think tank. What are we got? I, there, there must be so much stuff like that in wills, which is like people write it at a point in time when they think certain things, when their most important thing to them is their dog, and they leave everything to a dog shelter, and then they go on to have a life, and they have children and grandchildren that sort of thing but they just haven't looked like this will be mm. what happens to me mine will be so out it's like it'll be like my my credits on my showcast profile for yeah. auditions for mm. ads they'll be so far out of date yeah. and there'll be people will be looking at it and be like what is this this he's left it to these various people who are long dead or institutions yeah. that no longer exist i mean the, the comedy here is that uh, i think that i'll have anything to leave in my will um, <laughs> Which... Well, I guess you're buying that house. That's true. Yeah. It's true. Or but... struggling to buy that yeah. house. <laughs> Don't worry. Um, Don't worry. I know you. I'll definitely uh, have accidentally burned it down by the time. Of uh, course. Yeah. But that's if you have any limbs left, Andy, with oh, the way that you that's true. saw and things. <laughs> um, well, you know, uh, burning down your house. Mm. Hiring for your small business? If you're not looking for professionals on LinkedIn, you're looking in the wrong place. That's like looking for your car keys in a fish tank. LinkedIn helps you hire professionals you can't find anywhere else, even those who aren't actively searching for a new job but might be open to the perfect role. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't even visit other leading job sites. So start looking in the right place. With LinkedIn, you can hire professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash spoken today. I mean, is there a way in which burning down your house can be a good thing? You know, I guess there's insurance money. It's very warm. Yeah, that's true. So, I mean, I guess if you don't have long to live, mm, yeah. and you want to be comfortable in mm. those last few moments, then burning it down could be... You don't want to be cold. Mm. Yeah, you just make that assessment of... Will I die of old age before the fire reaches my body mm. and begins to hurt me? I would like yeah. to slip away uh, into the great beyond. and I'd like to be warm, mm. but mm. I don't want to be singed in incredible pain. Yeah. So you think yeah. about the propagation rates of the fire, and I've probably only got really 30 to 40 seconds left to live, mm. and then you start mm. the fire over in the far corner of the house and you lie yeah. down. You're walking <laughs> over there, you're getting some kindling. Yeah. <laughs> really got to time this well yeah. with my death. Yeah, like, i got to post you 40 minutes. That's enough for one episode of a TV show. Mm. Yeah. <laughs> I, don't, I think, yeah. think I'll go and watch like uh, the uh, the competition episode of Seinfeld. Yeah. <laughs> Master of my domain. <laughs> that Kramer, he didn't last long, did he? No. Neither will I. <laughs> Try to focus on the episode while you just this. House is going oh, on the house is also still on fire. Yeah. 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 <laughs> <laughs> the smoke. Oh. Oh, I didn't think about smoking. Hellish. Yeah. Um. I think it would be I think it would be worth burning your house down if we'd invented good enough tents. Like I don't see why we can't just have a a really high quality permanent tent. Yeah. Made out of a fabric that just you know, what's the price point of a tent made of Kevlar material that is just never going to tear? Yeah. And you could get, like, you know, those dome tents. You can get ones you can stand up in or something. But just build one that's just to a slightly bigger scale that I can just 
cop on my on my block of land over the over the ashen rumble rubble of yeah. my old house and and enjoy my you know my tent exactly um it's so yeah it's so easy to sleep in a tent mm. get a nice big one mm. i mean sometimes they get really hot in the mornings mm. that's the only if you're, problem if you're right in the sun yeah right yeah, in the or sun or right on top of a fire or something like that yeah yeah i'll, <laughs> I'll be honest i don't i don't know how candles work right because mm. i feel like it's, it's one of the great mysteries a little bit of rope and then rope burns up pretty quick but you mm. add the wax and suddenly it's like 20 hours worth mm. of it because the wax is there i don't could you potentially wax wax your house you mm. get a waxed house mm. and then sure. light up one corner and no, then your no. house burns down over the course of several years mm. and you just get a nice warm house <laughs> nice, during yeah. that time. So that... you could spend your last year warm. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Well, or inside the walls. What if it was just burning inside the walls? You know, you've got like one of those yeah, straw bale houses house. or something and you, you know, they have wicks in there as well and then just yeah. the walls are just burning as you say, like a like a peat bog or, you know, when they, a fire gets into a coal mine and it can mm. burn underground for for you know t decades yeah. you just want that just a house that's just yeah. always and you, burning and you, what you could do as well as like a sort of self defence thing is you could have one of the wicks is actually linked to a stick of dynamite yeah. <laughs> you know and that way if somebody comes into your house you just go I'm just going to put some warmth on don't want yeah. you to be cold while this person is in my house. Yeah. <laughs> While this, you know, this intruder is here, like that. Well, you didn't specify they were intruder. You just yeah. said a person comes into your house. Yeah. You know, like an intruder. <laughs> I mean, they don't have to be an intruder. They could just be. A, I regard a, every person. Somebody who, house. somebody who overstays their welcome. Mm. A big cartoonish stick of dynamite as a self-defense tool is mm. very funny to me. Like, because it's got that big, we're getting the wick mm. lighting, and then. Mm -hmm. Potentially sucking it back and forth yeah. a few times with mm. them, and yeah. What are they putting those wicks to really make them spark like that? They're like the, like, like sparklers that like you wood. can. Yeah. Yeah, maybe it's actually got a, like it's infused with a bit of dynamite or something, or, or a bit of um, gunpowder. gunpowder or something to keep it. Uh, yeah, I mean, it was sparking. In, yeah, I mean, I don't know. Are they like that in real world, or is it just in the cartoons? Really good question. I, I don't mean, know. I've, I have I haven't come into contact with a mm. single. Dynamite wick yeah, in the real world. Because it would be nice to see exactly where it's at. And so that big sparkly bit mm. would be useful. I mm. guess, yeah, yeah. So you could judge how long you've got, <laughs> yeah. you know? You go, you know, whether or not you want to just have a light jog mm, to get yeah. away from this mm -hmm. exploding dynamite or whether you want to sort of really hit it. Mm. Yeah, I think knowing where a wick is at is a really key component of the... Uh... Oh, wick flame. Mm. Yeah. Wick flame. Do you want to know how candles work? I'd love to know how candles work. So the wax doesn't burn itself. So the wax doesn't burn in, in yeah. solid form, but when it's when it's on the the rope, it makes some of the wax around evaporate. When right. the rope is on fire, the it makes some of the wax evaporate, and the gas does burn. Oh, okay. So you're burning the gas, but you're not burning it all at the mm. same time. So it's yeah. only the stuff that's close enough to the flame to evaporate to then add to the to the flame. To make it's it. really cool. It's yeah. very clever, and I can't believe that somebody managed to figure that out. <laughs> Isn't that crazy? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, they figured it out yeah. a long time ago. I mean, in the scheme of things that they have, people that people have managed to figure out, Alistair, it feels but a small step. But you're right. It's not something that I would have ever thought of. Well, you just go, you go, all right, what is this? Like, I'm trying to make some light. You go, what is this? this candle here, mm. this wax here. Let me just stick a lighter on that. You go, mm -hmm. ah, it doesn't work. All right, good night. Mm. <laughs> like that. See you later. Go on to the next thing. <laughs> Find something else that does burn. Here, wood. Wow, this is quite the discovery. Yeah. <laughs> I wonder if we could, we could reincorporate the candle into, uh, into our daily lives in some way, you know, like in the... You know, you, you want a light on your phone? Well, now there's a little candle down the side of your phone. Mm. Oh, this is almost something that we've already done in Magma, isn't it? It's, uh, mm. this, is old, this is old ideas, if you sure. can call it that. The old ideas of putting candles on things. Oh, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> um, yes. I think, I think if we're going to integrate candles back into our lives, we have to find a new use for them, a modern mm. use. Mm. I mean, you, people, people have done... Uh, uh, steampunk 
you know, which is where we have sort of most of the technologies of today, but we never got past using steam as the source of power. But yeah. I don't know if anybody's done candle punk, where we have all the electronic technologies that we have today, mm -hmm. broadcast television, computers, mobile phones, and that sort of thing, oh. but we never progressed beyond candles for lighting. Yeah, so that. it's just yeah. a modern office. Everybody's working there at their word processors mm. or whatever, and yet they still have to have huge candelabras. Yeah. Everyone has a little desk candle like that. There's sort of like a lot and of And there is a candle stuck to the back of your mobile phone for when yeah. you want to find the key. <laughs> uh, you put the key in the house at night. Oh, yeah. Mm. So you, your mobile phone is also powered by lots of candles, right? No, no, no. Oh, the, well, you mean for the light of the screen. Yeah. For some reason, we still have the light of the screen. No, I mean, I guess maybe we use e-ink. Like in, um, like in the Amazon Kindle. But it's run, the electricity is not batteries, it's run no, on... No, I think there's still electricity. We well, do then... have electricity, but we just haven't figured out lighting. We haven't got light bulbs yet. We it's haven't just... got light bulbs. We never came up with a light bulb. But could it be that the electricity is all candle powered from somewhere else? Like, it, you know, you've could... got a candle factory that <laughs> you just light yeah. the candle under the boiler, the water boiler and things like that. I mean, this is not that far from being steampunk. Yeah. <laughs> you know, I think I think if 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 they've only developed candle power mm. and that's the only type of technology, mm. then I think it makes more sense for, to me. Sure. Sure. Because, yeah. I'm just visualizing. You know, you see those pictures of it's like the desert, and there's like a million solar panels stretching mm. out forever. Mm. I, I'm not aware that those are, but you, you see that. I'm just. All I'm picturing is that, but with candles, and that's just somehow good. It's somehow, <laughs> I don't know what they're connected to, or like, like someone's yeah. just got a million candles. Lining and... the sides of the street, they just have, like, lampposts instead are candles, but they're just huge, thick ones, the same thickness as a lamppost. Yeah. And they're just a wick right on the top. Yeah. That somebody has to climb up and light them yeah. every evening. I like the idea that there's people who just have, like, you know those like ice climbing crampons or whatever that are yeah. on, on their shoes and they got some on their arms oh, and they, they climb, climb up, up the, the pole the wax. Like yeah. that. But then and they light it up, but then also part of their job would just be adding wax to it every day, you know. Yeah. Just building it up. Or maybe they build it up from the ground. They yeah. come along, they hoist it up and they put another chunk underneath Ooh. and they sort of melt the wax a little oh, bit man. so that it, it joins together. Yeah. And they keep jacking it up. Over the course I of would the take day. that job in a second. That yeah. sounds be so. A candle jacker? A candle jack. Wedging one of those crampons into a big waxy. Oh. That mm. seems like the most satisfying yeah, work. Just climb, getting up there. Mm. To climb a wax mountain. Sticky mm. and smooth at the same time. I think yeah. it might be quite slippery. I think it would be a very difficult thing to climb. But not with the crampons. Maybe not with the crampons if you can jam them in. Yeah. Like your hands would cause it to begin to, like the heat of your hands would cause it to begin to yeah. melt. Mm. I feel like every, you know, when you put out a candle by kind of like you lick your thumb and forefinger. Mm. And put it out like yeah. that. I feel like mm. we'd all have these like tough, Hugely burnt, waxy, calloused <laughs> forefingers from that is a fantastic world-building detail yeah. you've got there. That has ticked this over into full Game of Thrones yeah. territory. The level of candle punk. Um, yeah, no, that is beautiful. Mm. And uh, we would, um, you know, maybe some people would wear just wax clothing. I don't know if you could mm. just, you know, like. Okay. <laughs> Satisfying it was to like you know if there was a candle at a restaurant mm. you just keep putting your your thumb and oh, finger like that into right. the wet into the wet liquid mm. candle it's and hot. Yeah. it hurts a little it bit. hurts a little bit oh, but then yeah. you slowly but surely you've just covered your finger in and wax then you can peel it off yeah you've got your fingerprint on the thing there mm -hmm. people would almost have lost the novelty of doing that I think in well, this world I mean at this point people will be like well you can make clothes like that in the morning you can just have hot wax poured mm. on your body mm. you're right like you that, can and you could just you could just shape it into a t-shirt or whatever you want to be wearing for the day, a cape or a yeah, beautiful, flexible wax. How hot is it? Today? Try and get to get to your office before it dries completely and then you're sitting at your desk. Mm. Your desk yeah. Then it locks in and then you can you know, work for could, a while. You could sort of cut around the arm so that you could move your arm a little bit. Mm. And oh, you could, sure. That sounds you know? good. You can put as much wax that is needed for the temperature outside, for the weather, you know? Mm -hmm. Put it's a that, hoodie yeah. on. Mm -hmm. It's that kind of satisfying, like, oh, work's done, I can loosen my tie or take off my jacket, that mm -hmm. kind of thing. Like, it's mm -hmm. like the very the work day's done, it's five o'clock, it's like very satisfying cracking through yeah. all oh. these different layers of like wax. It's like being a crab when yeah. they change and they become bigger. Yeah. And you've got your, your pink, soft, vulnerable, fleshy yeah. body there. 
as you're ready for a, your larger mm -hmm. night wax. You coat. go home <laughs> and get blasted with your going out wax. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. Right. With, a, with, a, with a spray, sort of like, you know, it does multi-colours and yeah. patterns and things and like that. And everyone would be totally hairless. Mm, hopefully. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> For their sake. Or else, you know, be really tough. Well, I guess on. around, like, the, the hairy pubic regions and that sort of thing, mm. you'd always have these sort of crusty danglers of bits of wax that yeah. you weren't able to get off. But you could always before. iron that area. Oh, yeah. yeah. <laughs> you could just iron it and melt all that wax. Yeah. And I think you put a little... Paper bag or something mm, over yeah, it. Yeah, brown you're paper. Right. You iron it on and you yeah. can soak it out. But yeah. also, I like when you cracked off your shirt, mm. you just pick up the chunks or you just kick them over into the uh, into the clothes pit. Mm. Yeah. And all that wax goes in there and that's where it just remelt. You melt, remelt it later. Mm. It just goes into some funnel or whatever. Some into a pipe back to the mm. central depot. Yeah. Because it'll be down the wax sewer. Because oh, it'll yeah. be socialized clothing yes. in this wax. We've created a, a better world. Yeah. <laughs> Camel punk wax world. world. Um, should we go to three words from a listener? Yeah. Sure. Well, you're not going to believe this, but we have a Patreon. Is it too early? No, it's a perfect no. time. Uh, we have a Patreon better. supporter who has supported our Patreon. Uh, you can oh, so far, I believe it. You can support three dollars to be able to send in these three words, but I believe that this is an eight dollar supporter. This is Ellie Durkin. Ellie Durkin. Hello, Durkin. Ellie Durkin. Hello, Ellie. I um, really liked that drawing you did of a bee. I've I've been enjoying. Uh, I believe Ellie follows our Instagram account mm. at, at Two and Tank, mm. and uh, we get to see a lot. And we. We follow back everybody who follows mm. us on the on the Instagram. Mm. And I don't know why. Like that. I don't know why I've, I've instigated this policy for the Instagram, but not for like the Twitter or something like that. But um, anyway, Ellie Durkin gets to see lots of her drawings, and she's got a really funny guy who she draws, and uh, I think she might even have a book now that she's selling of drawings, and maybe an alphabet book. Oh, the alphabet. Yeah, alphabet. go go find go find Ellie Durkin's book. book. They're yeah, really just funny, cute it, characters. You know? It's a great way of supporting this pod is by supporting Ellie so that she can continue. And that's trickle down again, Ellie. <laughs> right anyway, Ellie Durkin has sent in three words. Um, Jack, as the honorary member yep. uh, mm. guest here today, would you like to try to guess uh, the first word? Uh, sure. Um, I, th I think I know this one. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, it was waffle. Oh, very close. Um, it's Neil. K-N-E-E-L. So there's, you know, I guess there's sort of the L in there and the E. Yeah. And a K is an unusual letter like a W. So there's some similarities. Yeah. The second word is hat trick. Neil. Yeah, okay. I've got I'm going to guess the last one. Paris. It is. Yes. Andy, I can't believe I think it's the first thing you've guessed. I'm so happy to be here for this. It's an, uh, it's a Neil Patrick Harris reference. It's Patrick Harris. Oh my god. It's a uh, it's amazing. I think it's what the first moment. time you've ever guessed any word, even mm, yeah. even with clues. <laughs> <laughs> um, even with those great clues you give me. Um, I feel so good, and I actually hope I do die today. Yeah. Well, I can make that happen mm, with this thanks. gun on your back. Yeah. Um, or this gun on my back. All right. So now we have to come up with uh, a sketch that's linked to this. Like, we can't just glow in oh, the euphoria. Oh, sorry, I forgot that there was yeah. an objective. Yeah. 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 Neil Patrick Paris. Paris. And Neil, K-N-E-E-L? Yeah. Yeah, right. So sort of um, crouching down. What about this as an idea? Mm. Right? It's soccer, mm. but everyone's on their knees. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. <laughs> So you sort of Are they wearing their shoes on their knees? Yeah, like, they're wearing their shoes on their knees, Alistair. <laughs> uh, and yes. they waddle around, bumping the ball about. Mm. I mean, it's you know, it would be more much more of a workout. Mm. Absolutely. And bad for your knees. Yeah, terrible for your knees. But then the shin, I feel, would be less vulnerable. I think the shin is so vulnerable in soccer to being kicked. And abuse. I mean, I know they do wear, you wear shin, um, guards. shin guards, yeah. don't they? Mm. Um, but but finally, they will be freed of the prison of yeah, shin guards. Yeah, exactly. And uh, and the, and and the, and the shin can be left to drag harmlessly behind the body 
like a like a like a tail. Like a, the whole world's your shin guard now, mate. Correct. Right. Wearing the earth as yeah. a shin guard. <laughs> Good luck getting to my shins. They've never been safer. Yeah. <laughs> Meanwhile, there's somebody on the other end of the world going, uh, "You think it's safe?" And he yeah. starts stamping at the ground. Stomping the earth <laughs> slowly but surely. Slowly get picked into the ground. <laughs> working his way down. Meanwhile, your career has been going on for 90 mm. years because you know, there's less impact because you're. They can play that up, much yeah. longer. The yeah. knee also probably. Well, I wonder if the knee would be better off or worse. You wouldn't well, move all that fast. There's a higher, there's a slightly higher impact mm. on the knee, but that turns out that that really prevents osteoporosis and, mm. and other knee-based problems. Is this a fact that they found that slightly higher knee impacts <laughs> prevents osteoporosis? I That's think, a medical fact. I think that in the, in in the real world, mm. not in the world of this sketch, that having some impact on your bones does help prevent osteoporosis. Alistair, thank you for that piece of information. Um, I'm a wiser, better man. It keep it keeps your bones a little bit stronger, mm -hmm. you know, like I guess from having use use. Mm -hmm. Yeah, but in this world. It's just an impact on the knee. Yeah, that's the only thing that works. Um, uh, I, I think this one. could be a uh, this this could be the next evolution in the in the game of soccer. I'd like to see, you know, FIFA yeah. um, releases this decree. Maybe it's because of like the legal implications of um, the shin damage or the knee damage that mm. people have been suffering. Mm -hmm. um, it and it just. It just changes the game. We get to watch the World Cup play out with Do you everybody think crouching. Same size feel? Same size feel, actually. Oh, yeah. Bigger, if anything. <laughs> it's a lot of just like watching a solo person either chase a ball and then get the ball yeah. and then run a really long way before yeah. encountering anyone and then pass it. And the, then... the waddling. But, you know. I wonder, I guess the best players in the world would still be remarkable to watch. You'd see oh, them do yeah. incredible things, but it wouldn't be quite so incredible. And I don't think any of us would feel bad about not having dedicated our, our lives to becoming elite sports people. And I think that could actually save a lot that, of people helps a everyone. bunch of time. But yeah. Could they do something like this? You know, you hear about these like uh, these football hooligans, and there's always like those yeah. riots and violence mm. and the flares and like the different supporters getting in fights with each other and mm. stuff. If they decide like for safety reasons, we have to make the sport considerably less interesting. Like mm. the, we got to yeah. make sure that no one could possibly get their heart rate up watching yes. this event. Sure, yeah. I mean, and one thing that you could do, at least to decrease some of the violence, is you could force the hooligans to also do their yes. hooliganing on their knees. Yes, yes, yes. Yeah. So, <laughs> you know, running at each other with glass bottles and stuff is slowly, yeah. you know, not as high impact at least. It'd take a long time for everyone to get out of the stadium going up those stairs. Yeah, <laughs> oh, absolutely. Um, I mean, look, when we first got Neil Hattrick Paris, mm. I, for some reason, was picturing three people being sort of shot execution style mm. on a soccer field. Okay. Yeah. Um, well, that's a good sketch. Yeah, I mean, mm. it's not a great sketch. Yeah, we would have been in Paris, yeah. though, as well. <laughs> well, I think what you're describing is a penalty shootout that actually involves real shooting. Oh, oh yeah. yeah. And so it's kind of when France has been taken over, I guess it's, they've, they've elected a totalitarian government mm. with a dictator. Mm. Yeah. So they elected it uh, dem democratically, but then they kind of just decided, well, it'd be great if we just... If I was just a dictator. If I was a dictator mm. like that. And then they kept the rules of soccer, mm. or at least the language of soccer. Yeah. But applied it to all of society. Maybe he's the next soccer player. Yeah, okay. Uh, and then, but then he's taking it Messi? Hey? Messi? Sounds like it's going to be messy with all these <laughs> bloody executions. Yeah, it's messy, but it's actually Zidane. Who's yeah. the, uh, Zidane. Yeah. I think that's the one I was trying to remember. Yeah. I don't even know if Messi is actually French. Do you remember Z Zidane? I only remember him from uh, head headbutting someone right in the, the chest. Yeah. Yeah. It's such a... It's yeah. an incredible thing to go to. Like, yeah. even to, like, uh, to be at the point where you want to attack someone and to, mm -hmm. for that to be your go-to move is Well, you're that's still so in your soccer zone. Yeah. You don't even think of using your hands. Yeah, yeah. that's how disciplined he is. He won't even touch anyone, even in, even in a fight. Yeah, I mean, if he was not knocking those three people down mm. with mm. his head. The head butt. Doesn't involve any butt. No, it's true. Even though... 
the place, the amount of space that the, you know, that that part of the body takes up in the word in the word is, is equal. equal. Mm. And yet the head has all the physical appearance, but it's the mm. butt, and it's not really acting like a regular butt, is it? No. <laughs> <laughs> I'm so sorry. <laughs> That's fine, Alice. I think we've done our work for today. And it is, and it was work. Yeah, having well, fun with friends. Exactly. Oh yeah. I think we were both a little bit tired, Alistair, but it's a good thing that Jack was here and Jack fresh. Jack was here to liven us up. Fresh I Jack. did my best. The golden boy of comedy. <laughs> the golden boy is here with the golden fists. So malleable. Melting down gold medals and injecting them into his body. Mm. For an advantage. Or, you know, melting down the belts and eating them. <laughs> yes. And eating the belts. Unified in my gut. Yeah. Mm. In my belly. Yeah. And then if you win the... If you win that belt, are you then given a vial of that person's blood that you mm. then have to... Or maybe a, uh, one of those fecal transplants. Yeah. I think that's good, yeah. You yeah. get to have the, the belt inside your body. Mm. Yeah, like whoever the champion is carries the DNA of every previous champion in their blood. Oh, there can nice. only be one champion. Yeah. yeah, it makes you stronger. Or you have to eat the other person. I think that's yeah. good. <laughs> yeah. And so that, that gives it some stakes to keep being the best, mm. you know? Um, Man stakes. We've got yeah. gun back, and this is a society where you you uh, you can kill anyone, but it has to be through your own back. Mm. But but that's because everybody has a back, basically grafted to their back. Mm. No, sorry, a gun, gun grafted to their back at babyhood, and um, and you, it works out really well. And you've got a trigger yeah. attached to your finger. I mean, you we've can... eliminated all the other forms of killing somehow. That's right. Well, mm. by sort of socializing guns. Mm. We got freak open mic. This is where the freaks go and try out to be freaks. Unpleasant, uh, weird things that they do yeah. to entertain. We've got the lost trades fair for things like conversation. Yes. Yeah. yes, thank you. But that's part of the bigger boomer comedy empire. Well, no, this is the, uh, there's another sketch here, which is yeah. a guy who cashes in on boomer comedy by reinforcing their prejudices. Somebody's got to make so this stuff. got to do it. And mm. it's what not was, making boring stuff. I was just curious about this. What was the... In the lost trades fair, mm. what would you say was the most recently lost trade? Like, what was? Were there any ones where someone had like started mm. out learning the trade, believing it to be a, like a viable thing to do, like a, maybe a decade or so ago, and then now they're just at a lost trade? Well, there fair. were people just making guitars and stuff. Yeah, and that to me, I mean, people still make guitars. Mm. I can't imagine that the techno technology involved in making a guitar has changed that much. Not like a medieval lute or anything. like a. Well, there were electric guitars there yeah. as well. <laughs> yeah. The lost art of the electric mm. guitar. The electric lute. Yeah. Mm. Anybody like making any sort of um, floppy disks or anything like that? No, nobody. But we can only, we can but hope. Artisanal sort of, you know, any kind of... I guess tape drives or kind of tape, mm. like tape film tape. No, or you're right. All tape. of this is a total, total oversight. Nobody's that I bothered. hope that in 10, 15 years' time, that'll start to, mm. to come into the lost yeah. trades. Mm. Of all, the, really, those ones seem much more lost, don't they? Because you can't even get the bloody, the peripherals yeah. you need to plug them into. Because jackets and stuff, you can still get that. Yeah. yeah <laughs> just not, just not made by somebody at a fair. I guess you can. Um, then we got a Patreon tier where you put us in your will. And feel mm. free, listeners, if you want to put us in your will, mm. um, we do accept that. Mm. And, and if you want to put us in your won't as well, just like a mm. clear Absolutely. decree that I don't want any a penny of this going to these guys. Yeah, and I think that's okay. Yeah. yeah. Um, we got burning down your house soon before you die to keep warm, <laughs> not get burned. And this is the, the possibility of candle walls. Yeah, I mean, how would you present this in a sketch form, Alistair? Well, I mean, you can. It's in, probably with a narrator, I would say. And mm. This, this is John, mm. and he only has five minutes to live, but he wants to go peacefully, mm. um, fade away. But he's also very cold. But he's, he's he has been given a very accurate diagnosis yeah. or yeah. prognosis of how mm. long he has to to last. And so he realizes he... that if he if he lights this half of the house on mm. fire, it will take thirty five minutes mm. to burn all the way across. But the heat radiating from it will be at a pleasant, at still a, be at a pleasant mm, level. Mm, 
pleasant 22 degrees mm. on this end of the house. Yeah. I think it's very important that he's watching an episode of Seinfeld yeah, and trying right, yeah. to enjoy the episode mm. and, and ignore the increasingly large <laughs> fire in his home. Yeah, I mean, right. to be honest, that's kind of... It's probably my favourite sketch of this uh, it's oh, great, honesty. <laughs> candle punk. Thanks for your honesty. A lot of good things. Yeah. Um, and then we got Neil Soccer, mm. which is. <laughs> I think that might be my favourite. Yeah. So I mean, it's got look. It's got a simplicity to it, mm -hmm. and uh, and I, I think I like anything where people are trying to create a slight variation on the same sport, and that people do get involved and mm. becomes becomes totally successful. Take it very seriously. Yeah. So, as successful as you can mm. in them. I also think the basketball version of that would be pretty good because I reckon oh. it's bloody hard to jump just off your knees. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> sure, it's all in the hip. <laughs> really shocking, oh. really thrusting. Yeah, thrust. <laughs> and a lot of arms, like, yeah. <laughs> and even then you get like a, an inch, two inches off the mm. ground. I don't, I don't think it's worth it for the, for the advantage. You probably have to learn how to shoot better. They're still real big guys as well. Yeah. So they're probably yeah. still as tall as a regular man. Yeah. I'd, li I'd like that with, with lowered hoops, so dunking was still your best option. Mm, like you okay. still had to try and do it yeah. like a dunk from the knees. Dunking still, still on the still cards. On the cards. Yeah. yeah. Or maybe there's a little ramp near the, near the thing that they yeah. can climb up. And they get little cars. Like yeah. a little... <laughs> 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 they have to kneel in them. Oh, yeah. Basketball yeah. in little cars. Yeah. They drive around and there are ramps that you can jump off that if you do it right, you can still dunk. Mm -hmm. But they're like those little kiddie style electric cars. You mm. zip around. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Really fun. Really fun. Oh, that's a good... And there'd be that initial period where no one had trained in this yet. So mm. it's, you've just got like, and LeBron is heading for the ramp. <laughs> like, just... <laughs> Let's see what he can do. Yeah, he's, he hasn't practiced this at all. <laughs> None of them have. <laughs> first game is just first day trying just, the sport. They, they announced this on game three of the playoffs and forced them to do it. <laughs> I think it'd be good to see something evolve in real time like that. Yeah. So people get the hang of it. I forgot, sorry to just, uh, I know we're ramping down for the end, but sure. it just reminded me. I feel like the... Um, this guy, just adding the addition of kneeling to a sport is just the reality of kayaking. Because mm. there's, the, there's the two categories. There's the kayaking, which you're sitting in the boat and you have two blades on your paddle. And then there's the C1 event. That, like, two blades is called K1 and there's a C1, which is going through the same course like, with the gates and everything. This is in white water. But you, if you've got one blade and you're kneeling up in the boat. That's mm. the only difference, the kneeling to sitting. So it's kayak style. Yeah. Mm. And also, that reminds me that you're doing a show at the Comedy Festival, aren't you? Yes. Called My Dad Teaches Kayaking. My Dad Coaches Kayaking. <laughs> the musical. Um, no, it's not called that. No. I'm sorry, Jack. I Jack Drews' show is called... It's called Rat Paradise. Mm. Mm -hmm. um, and I've seen and... a trial of it, and it was very, very good. Oh, I thanks, can only man. imagine how incredible it is by now. Oh, thanks, man. That's, it's, it's pretty similar. But yeah, it's, okay, it's maybe a bit better. Well, then good. <laughs> yeah. That sounds amazing still. And if you've bought tickets to Jack's show, then feel free to also buy tickets to Teleport, mm. which we're doing mm. at the Comedy Festival. But if you uh, have a philosophical objection to Teleport or two-person shows, yeah. and you insist on seeing stand-up, but Jack's is sold out because you've already bought all the tickets to Jack's show, mm -hmm. what yeah. should they buy instead, Alistair? Well, they could buy tickets to... Uh, couldn't be more thrilled with everything. The Alistair Tremblay virtual show. Mm. And wait, Jack, do we already have a, the the keyword for the for our special deal? Um, for about to see both I, of our shows. I don't know if it even needs a keyword. I think you can just purchase a ticket to both okay. online, and it does the deal. If you're I, interested in buying tickets to both my and Jack's solo show, who are going to be on one before one back after to back, the other, same venue, same venue, back to back. Because I think there'll be a thirty dollar deal. Is this the back-to-back -back Jack attack? The back-to-back -back Jack Al attack. Yeah. Jackal attack. <laughs> the back-to-back -back Jackal attack. Yeah. Um, if you love comedians who were technically born in Canada with no specific attachment to Canada, then yeah. moved to rural New South Wales, yeah. then Melbourne to become comedy writers. Yeah. This is the double deal If for you, you like that, you want the back-to-back -back jackal attack. Jackal attack. <laughs> yeah. Which I think will be 30 bucks for both of our shows. That's an yeah. incredible deal. Yeah. My God. 
Yeah, you must be losing so much money on that. Technically, you're paying more than you would pay to see one show, but you're paying a ton less Mm. to see two shows. Yeah. Yeah, I think it's really worthwhile. Who's on first? A Jack attack. Jack's. Um, Yeah. An L attack. An L attack. (laughs) So I got to end this. Get that. End the show with. I've had enough of doing all of this with you. Thank you very much for listening to the episode. You can find us on Twitter at Two and Tank. I'm at Stupid Orlandy. I'm at Alistair TB. I'm at Jack Drews. Yes. That is the handle. That's right. Jack Drews. I tried to get that, but it was taken. Yeah. You tried to get Jack Drews. Yeah. But I didn't beat you to it. You can review us online and helps, I think. You can always support us on Patreon. You can leave us in your will. And we love you. This podcast is part of the Planet Broadcasting Network. Visit planetbroadcasting.com for more podcasts from our great mates. I mean, if you want. It's up to you. ACAST powers the world's best podcasts. Here's a show that we recommend. The Real Housewives is a guilty pleasure for most, but if you're looking to not feel guilty about that pleasure, tune in to Everything Iconic with me, Danny Pellegrino, where I break down all the messy moments and behind-the-scenes antics of Bravo's popular franchise. And on Everything Iconic, I also interview celebrity guests like Kelly Ripa, Kiki Palmer, Drew Barrymore, Cameron Diaz, and more about their guilty pleasures, their past work, and so much more. So if you're pop culture obsessed and find yourself watching way too much reality TV like me, tune in to Everything Iconic with Danny Pellegrino, wherever you listen to podcasts. ACAST helps creators launch, grow, and monetize their podcasts everywhere. ACAST.com.